everyone, I'm Caroline Rena, and welcome to the Ride of My Life podcast. And things are getting more and more interesting. Um, I haven't been online a lot, other than sharing things in the last week. Uh, things are shifting. I'm learning uh, firsthand now, even though I've been told this quite often, that sometimes the things that we wish to happen in our lives don't happen the way we think that they're going to. And so that's kind of what has been going on with me over the past week since I last recorded. And uh, a lot of different things are coming up that I'm not uh, ready to get into yet, but will share once I um, have walked through them and experienced what that was. It's just, um, it's, part, it's all part of this process learning to trust this process, uh, and it's kind of, um, like I explained, I was in a void or something. I'm kind of floating in between. Everything's just changing. It's, it's not, there's no words for it, and I, and I keep coming back to that. And one of the things that I'm noticing, and I've, I've, I've figured out today, which really piqued my uh, curiosity and awareness, is the how... You know, I'm going to be talking about how we're all really one, one, even though we're individual bodies, we're still one, we're part of something. And sometimes we don't feel that way. Um, but for me, what I've recognized is the fact that um, I've heard all about divine timing. I've, I've heard all about God, God's timing. I've heard all these different things. And um, I've been reading this book uh, called Echoes of the Soul by Echo Bodine, I hope I pronounced her name right, which I came to find out that I'm actually been, I've actually been friends with her on Facebook for quite a while, and I didn't even know it when I went back to see, so that was interesting, but uh, anyway, so she talks about the soul's timing as opposed to, not even as opposed to, but I guess in relation to divine timing or God's timing or however you want to look at that, and what really got to me was she was she was explaining it in reference to um, a child being born and the timing of the soul going into the body of the child. And you know, if someone out here is listening to me that doesn't believe in this, what I'm what I'm talking about, it's okay. It, it you're on your journey, and I'm on my journey, and these are things I'm discovering for myself, and these are things that are out there, and. Um, and the potentiality of all of this stuff is is just huge. But if you don't believe it, that's okay. You know, I mean, the healing can still work. Um, the process can still work. It just might come to you in a different way than it is coming to me or anybody, you know, other people. So anyway, back into the, uh, the soul's timing. From birth, the soul can decide when to go into the body of the of the fetus or the baby or the mother or whatever, you know, and it's like it helps the mother. There's so many different things. It's a very interesting book. And uh, and then I recognized in my life I'm going through some uh, challenging and apparently karmic, I guess is the best way to put it, um, things. And so as I learned a year you know, a year ago, last year in 2021, through these poems uh, that I had written back then, as I was coming, just beginning to understand some of this stuff, I recognized that um, I need to sit with this, and that's what I've been doing, and that's one of the reasons why I really haven't been online very much, because I need to be with myself, and 
God, my higher, <clears throat> excuse me, my higher self, higher spirit, whatever, whatever you want to call it is fine. If you don't have a name for it or you don't believe in it, that's okay too, because there's still a spirit inside of us. And um, anyway, so not coming into talking, you know, and connecting online because my, I just felt like this draw that I needed to come in because it was some pretty heavy, deep stuff that was coming up that I know wasn't um, from this lifetime because in this lifetime even though I've made my mistakes and I know I've hurt people through my own pain and you know different things that have occurred I still have not been and I've come to the point where I've, I deserve the best in life and I didn't believe that for a very long time and now I'm seeing that and I'm including like you know my relationships are shifting and my um, my experiences are shifting and everything is shifting in my, my health. I'm, I'm healthy. Thank, thank God I'm healthy. And there, I mean, there are tweaks I have, little things here and there that I have, but I'm grateful for these things. The thing that has been challenging for me that I'm coming to find out as part of a karmic thing is, or however you want to look at that, if you don't believe in karma, there's something, you know, there's something going on here. I believe in past lives, so I'm going to say that it's, I don't like the word karmic, and I think that a lot of the shifts that are happening are shifting the karma, or it's bringing it up so we can uh, heal it. And that's really what I, how I see it as a part of it, but the biggest thing in my world is, um, money and a lot of us have that and it's more like that lack mentality and you know all these different things and I'm coming to find that a lot of this is related to some things that I more than likely did or experienced in past lives some of it is in this life where you know uh, generationally where money has been taken away and how generationally and how my family um, dealt with that or didn't deal with it and now I'm doing it for them because they're not here so I'm healing generational trauma at the same time you know as as I work here within my own uh, soul and spirit and it's just all this stuff's coming up so if any of this if I'm like blowing you into a different you know place with what I'm talking about right now I can't help it it's just these are the things that are coming up right now and so um, being in this space, like people talk about getting down to their last $7 or whatever, and then all of a sudden something happens and their whole life changes and they're trusting and, you know, all this stuff. It feels like that's kind of going on with me. And I don't, I'm not at my last $7, but I'm, I don't, I'm not going to get into that anyway. But, um, thank, <laughs> but, um, what, what is happening is the more I do my work, the more I feel connected with myself, with my soul, uh, with my higher power, God. Um, uh, you know, you can call, call it whatever you want to, and it, it's still the same thing. It's still source. It's still creator. It's still an energy. Whatever, whatever you believe is fine. I'm going to call it God because I had such a hard time growing up with that word that now I'm feeling more connected and I'm okay with it throughout this process I've been going on but I'm feeling this connection this connection this way but I'm also feeling more connected um, as I work through self-judgment as I work through the teaching of judging like I've ta been taught to 
not by virtue of, you have to judge other people. It's not like that. It's more like, you know, everything that I felt terrible about myself, I would automatically flip out and, you know, because I couldn't handle who I was, am, whatever. Um, so I would judge other people because I'm like, well, I have this thing where I'm not good enough, right? Or I've had it and I don't feel that way now. Um, and so if I'm not good enough, then nobody's good enough, you know, or whatever. And so it's really a hard thing to deal with judgment. And um, we've been taught that God is judgy. And, he, and I don't believe personally that if, how could God be love and judgy at the same time? So it doesn't make sense to me. So I, this is the dive. This is the depth. Um, and then the other piece of it is compassion. So there's the judgment and then there's the compassion the self-judgment and then the self-compassion where I'm sorry did I say uh, compassion and self-compassion so as we as I feel not good enough I don't feel I feel judgy about myself and I'm not compassionate with myself because I'm I'm a spirit in a human body having a human experience figuring things out as I go living through these things and if I don't do it right then that means that I'm a bad person, you know, but what is right? There is no right. That's duality to me. Now I understand that a little bit more. And I'm not the only one. I mean, even if you're not in the same space I am or you don't feel the same way I do or whatever, it doesn't mean that we aren't similar. We all have the same feelings. We all have red blood in our bodies running through our veins and arteries. We all have, you know, skin for the most part hopefully nothing's ever happened with you know with that for you um we have like we're very we are one and we reflect the energy of um of creator and we reflect the energy of the earth because we're made up of the stars all of our all of our minerals and all these things in our bodies are made up of the stars and the earth and you know, we have water in our body. 80% of our body is made up of water. And the cool things that are coming up are things like how the body heals through water and sound and all these really, really, really cool things that most of us haven't been taught yet. And I just want you to know that as, as I go through this, I find that there's so many things that are coming up for me that I'm starting to see differently and there are going to be times where I can't explain it but maybe um maybe you can feel or see something different I don't know maybe you can see that there's something that's changing with me if you can then there it is you know so I'm gonna go ahead and read this poem that I wrote on August 22nd 2021 and it relates to what's happening uh, now as usual <laughs> and I called it you are me and I am you and I remember real quick I remember the first personal development course I took one of the things that they said for us to say when we were talking to somebody in the class in the in the room was what I see in me I see in you or what I see in you I see in me so um, it basically says that you know if, if you see love in somebody that's your that's the same love that's inside of you if you see anger in somebody or frustration or whatever it's the same it's the same thing and I real quick I'll tell a story before I get into the poem I just thought of um, I used to work for a martial arts studio 
and a lot of times there were mostly boys or at least 28 to 30 kids mostly boys and so ranging anywhere from like 5 to 12 13 and sometimes the older boys would get into a spat as boys do and um but I, I don't know if you've ever noticed this before, and I've seen this, I'm just kind of aware of stuff like this, that, you know, when boys or men, when they get into an argument, they're just like, especially if they're friends, only if they're friends, probably, <clears throat> they're like, you know, they're really, they're, they're, they're so, they go through their whole thing, and then at the very end, they're friends again, where women sometimes have a challenge with that, and I don't know what that is, whether it's, society-based uh, learning experiences or what but it's just interesting anyway so these boys sometimes would get into fights and I would pull the two aside and I would have them both stand in front of me facing each other because I had learned about the what I see in you I see in me thing and I also know about feelings and how feelings are similar for everybody and what I'd have them do is look in each other's eyes. And then I'd ask, I'd always ask the boy first who instigated, because most of the time I was sitting there watching the whole thing anyway, and they didn't even recognize that I was watching them. So I knew what was going on, but I wanted them to feel it out. So I would have them stand in front of each other, and I'd ask the boy who instigated the whatever happened, I'd say, look in his eyes, what do you see? And he goes, and he would go either, well, he looks sad, or he looks angry, or, you know, whatever or mad, they don't use angry really. And then I would say, okay, and then I'd stop him and I'd say, so what do you see in his eyes? And he said, see, he looks sad and, and mad too, or some, you know, something pretty close. They never went off track. And um, then I would say, okay, so tell your story. So I'd make, I'd have the kid with the, who, you know, instigated, tell the story, and usually they would flip stories and change it, and usually people who aren't telling the truth kind of tend to do that, and then I'd say, okay, thank you for sharing that, and then I go to the other boy, and I say, okay, you tell, and he would repeat it, the same thing that happened over and over again, and usually people who are telling the truth don't change their story as they're going, um, and so I was like, uh, okay, well, thank you for sharing that, and then I'd say, um, and then they get angry, it would feel like both of them would get more upset, you know, in that process of telling the story. I'm like, okay, well now look in the, each other's eyes again and see what you see. And they both go at the same time. They're like, oh, he looks sad. And I'm like, well, if he looks sad and you're sad, then maybe now you, you know that there's the same feeling, then you can understand each other and you see what's happening here. And, and they're like, yeah. And then they start looking and I'm like, okay, so we're gonna get quiet now and we're gonna look directly into each other's eyes and not say anything. And so they would look at each other's eyes. And this was something that they called um, A's to B's in my course that I took, where you unconditionally look into somebody's eyes lovingly, you know. And a lot of people have a hard time with that, but they would do that. And then all of a sudden, they would start laughing. And both of them. And then it was like, all right, we're done here. <laughs> and then go back and play, you know, I mean, but that's the thing. That's how fast kids move through things. And if you can help them, guide them through it, you know, they can see themselves in each other and they can recognize that about themselves and each other. And then they understand it. And it's like, wow, and it, it, that helped me to understand that. So anyway, this is a few years later after, after that happened, but the poem, you are me and I am you, um, 
So old beliefs are being stripped away as I've been sitting alone recently for days. What I believed about others and about me stemmed from past teachings and I couldn't see. That most of what I'd been taught was purely a lie about who I am deep inside. The lies when they are taught to us, well, we fit in, but then do not trust. Ourselves at all, it's like a tug of war. What we see on the outside just makes us abhor. Who we truly are, because we were never told, the marriage inside is what we have and hold. Peace and love begins inside. Finding it there, there is no need to hide from all of the external insanity that mass consciousness is living. This cannot be. How it really is, what is the truth? When we realize this, there is no more abuse to ourselves, to others, to this planet Earth. It is time now for a rebirth. Recognizing who we really are will transport us into the beautiful star we have inside that glows so bright. Finding that truth, letting go of the fright. The reason for fear is we don't know who we be. I am you and you are me. Yet when we were born, we learned to separate. As we got older, individuate. And that is okay as long as you know that being separate has been running the show. The time has come to go down deep and no longer follow the crowd of sheep. We are all beautiful in our own special way and coming to realize about myself this very day is how to express myself so true, opening my heart and knowing you are me and I am you. So, yeah. <laughs> um, again, I'm wordless, which is not usually the case. And I'm finding that more and more, no matter how it feels to us and what we've learned and what I've learned, um, I see myself in you. And I, you know, for those, of the, for those of you that I know, I see you in me. And um, I just want you to know that <clears throat> what I'm starting to see is beautiful and love. And not, um, not like this other species that I thought I was where I couldn't, I couldn't be loved because now I am, I know I'm love and I know I'm loving myself and I'm tearing up and I, I call, and I was talking about the soul. So I, I, I always call these soul tears because there's a recognition. It's not, I'm not sad. I don't feel sad. I just feel a recognition in myself and in my soul. And I think that's pretty cool. So, um, Anyway, that's that's all I have for today because I'm still working through stuff. Uh, I want to share that um, I'm uh, I'm going to start sharing this inner peace oracle that I have been working on based off of my poems, and it's pretty cool. It doesn't have cards; it's just a one-on-one -on -one thing, and I'm going to put it out there and see what happens. And uh, if you're on Facebook or Instagram. I will see how I can share it on there and see what happens. I'm working on that right now. So I don't know how soon it'll come out, but 
Um, if you see this video and you're interested in doing a one-on-one -on -one oracle reading, which is about, um, I want to say 10 to 15 minutes at the most, um, there will be a small fee of $20 to do it. However, um, I have, I need to get the people that I've already pr uh, practiced on to share their experience possibly and let them know, you know, how it was for them. Uh, so it's really powerful. What, what Basically what happens is I have a list of all the poems I've written and you pick a poem and your higher self is picking that poem and you don't recognize, you don't, you don't, you may not know that your higher self is doing that. And then what happens from there is that, uh, let's see if I can find this, here it is. So what happens from there, it's like, this is a peek inside to what your higher self is speaking to you. So that's the actual, you know, the poem uh, oracle or the inner peace oracle. And then our higher self speaks to us all the time. Sometimes we don't know how to listen and sometimes we're afraid to listen. I hold the space of safety so you can connect with your higher self to see where you are in this moment. So it will assist you in finding direction. Um, no matter what it is, it just depends on which one you pick. It's, it's all, everything I do is all in the moment. It's held space in the moment. It's sacred in the moment. It's channeled in the moment, whatever that means. So it's, sometimes it's really hard for me to describe what it is. Um, as, as, you know, most like coaches and other people, healer, whatever, they can, they can explain what they do. And I'm like, yeah, I have a hard time with that sometimes. And some don't don't really do it. They 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 find other ways to do it, and I'm still working on that. But I feel like this will help some people. And if you're interested, um, you can reach out to me uh, on Facebook or Instagram, or you can go to my website and you can um, carolinerena.com, which is at the end of the video, and you can reach out that way if you want. But I'll post it at some point and I'm just interested in getting this out there and seeing how this how this uh, works with other people so um, anyway uh, I think that's enough for today thank you so much for joining me and being here with me uh, in spirit and um, I really appreciate the fact that you're watching and hope you have a beautiful moment wherever you are and um, yeah, I always end it the same way. There it is, peace. All right, take care.